is Johnny Wrestling or Johnny Takeover, as my shirt says. And listen, I want you to listen. Like, we're in a ball right now. It's crazy. It's loud. It's hectic. We're in New York City. But I want you to listen to No Holds Barred Network. Welcome back to the No Holds Barred Network with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the EVP of Giggles, the heartbreak chick, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And actually, this is a huge episode that I just couldn't do it alone. So I had to call my good friend Chris from DDT Archives. How are you? What's going on, Tiff? Thank you for having me. I couldn't be more excited to hang out with the cutie herself. I hate you. And, and let's be real. <laughs> Everybody needs to DM Tiff and no. let her know that she is the cutest person on the internet because everybody needs to remind her that. And and the absolute biggest stud in professional wrestling is joining us. Like <laughs> the wettest ass pro wrestler. <laughs> we got the Booty King himself, JT Energy. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I don't know if I'm really ready for this episode. Sure you are. I'm gonna kill Chris, just just so you know. I'm gonna start magically getting DMs now because of his introduction over here. I hate you, by the way. You ain't seen nothing yet. So Chris is going to try to get me canceled, just so you guys know, on this episode. So this might be my last episode on the Holds Bar Network. <laughs> no. He's Tiffany's like, used to being the dominant one in the relationship. Uh, sorry, I'm an alpha. Oh, God. It's uh, that kind of episode. So I apologize now <laughs> to JT right now. So I'm no sorry. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be some apologies. <laughs> anyway guys thank you guys again for joining us on under the rope episode here we uh interview anything independent wrestling wise so if it's promoters wrestlers anything related to in the back referees like everybody is important to independent wrestling so and and my goal here is to get you guys to watch it learn about it and about all the wrestlers that are involved in it so you guys ready for this uh amazing interview no, yeah. <laughs> don't get all excited all here at once. <laughs> all right. So actually, I'm going to kick it off, um, JT. So how did you get into professional wrestling? Uh, I've loved professional wrestling ever since I was a little kid. Uh, so I feel like I was meant to kind of follow this journey. It just took a long time to figure out when to start it. Uh, after I attended and was lucky enough to attend, WrestleMania 31, that was kind of my kicking point in life when it came to figuring out, okay, this is the time. Everything has aligned, and it's time to chase your dreams. So WrestleMania 31, that was the event 
uh, the day that I would say changed my life when I realized it was time to give it a chance at least. Because by giving it a chance, I could at least look back and not ever have that what if moment. So by being able to attend that, see Seth Rollins win and hold up that championship at the end of WrestleMania and then do my research and realize that someone on his caliber was only a couple hours away from me training the future of the professional wrestling business, I knew that was the time, that was the place, and that was my journey that I needed to start when it came to professional wrestling. So that's kind of a little backstory on me and where I'm from. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. It's so funny because, like, I stopped watching wrestling, like, for a long time. And then when I got back into wrestling, uh, somebody had told me, they were like, you're going to love Seth Rollins. And I'm like, yeah, at that point, he was the champion. They're like, you're going to love him. And that's, like, how I got back into it. I was like, oh, wow. So it's so funny. So I'm actually really excited for this interview with you that you actually worked with him. Um, But so interesting. But, Chris, do you want to, like – so talking about the the black and the brave training school right um and i i've had the privilege of of speaking to several members of the black and the brave including you uh the atmosphere there is very family oriented but also very competitive talk about how you guys both push each other but also lift each other up at the same time yeah so i think i don't know uh i think when you jump into something that requires your heart and soul to go into it where there's not this guaranteed payment especially on an independent level as an artist whether you were a dancer or whether you were uh, a musician, I feel like you really kind of fall in love with the people that are willing to sacrifice uh, for something that they dream about. And when you go to a school like Black and Brave, you realize you walk into something and they're trying to build the foundation for the future as best they can from who they learned from and then passing on the knowledge that they've gained. So when you go through hell with people uh, day in and day out for 12 weeks, those become your brothers and your sisters, just like I assume the people that enlist into any branch of the military, when they go through basic training, they have a bond with those people that they don't have a bond with anyone else in their life or even like to relate it to you, Chris, like, a football team that goes through two-a-days for week in and week out, you learn that those are the people that you want to bleed, sweat, and cry with. So when it comes to pushing each other, it's nice because you become engorged in professional wrestling, and you know the people around you, especially the ones that you can tell love it as much as you do. Those are the people that you want to build up alongside you because you know as you all rise and you get better you're going to become better together and you're only going to push yourself harder into bigger and higher limits and especially in the world of independent professional wrestling all we're trying to do is eventually get 
someone's eyes on us to give us a chance to show what we've learned and what we can do and show that we are coachable and moldable and that we are ready to be given or earn an opportunity to work for someone who wants, who we can give back to. So that way the next generation has the opportunities that we had. So that's, I mean, it's, I don't know if you've never gone through something where you've gone through extreme amounts of pain for long periods of time for little to no reward. I don't know if you can relate to it, but if you can ever find something that will give you that, that's the only thing I can relate it to when it comes to being a member of the black and brave family. That's, that's amazing. Like how would one, like, you know, like, again, since you're the first person that I've talked to with black and brave, like, and I know with schools here in New York that you go, you sign up. Um, is there like more like kind of like a waiting list to kind of get in this because it's Seth Rollins' school? Like, how does how does one like if, if somebody wanted to go to his school and train under him, like what would be like the qualifications of how to get in? I believe you can go to blackandbravewrestling.com. I think they have their own website domain name. Uh, usually they will release like one year at a time. So they'll, the upcoming 2022, they'll release, I think they have three sessions a year. Each session is 12 weeks long. So that way they train for three months, take one month off. And depending on how you want to uh, sign up, figure out what time of the year would work best for you, because obviously you're relocating your life. You want to get things done ahead of time. Uh, they do have housing that you can possibly get into or they have good relationships with uh, apartment complexes within the quad city area they do ask obviously that you send in a photo of yourself write an essay letting them know why you should be part of the black and brave wrestling academy and why you are destined essentially to become an a professional wrestler uh, but they put those out there for that time period because they want you to sign up when you're ready and they want to give you plenty of time because that's the most important thing is that when you show up, you show up with no knowledge of the business or even if you have previous knowledge, show up on day one in the most professional way possible because that's the way that you can get yourself noticed to move forward. Um, because when people show up, they're out of shape, they have no conditioning, they don't look like they've taken any steps to better their life to get ready to become an independent professional wrestler regardless of price that's one of the most disrespectful things that you could ever do to someone when you get ready to show up and say i want to learn this from the best in the world or one of the best in the world but yet i did no work to prepare myself to show that i care so that's the type of stuff that you want to make sure you do ahead of time. Never jump into a big step in life if you're not fully prepared to show that you're ready and ready to be taken seriously at the bottom of the list. Because if you can be taken seriously at the bottom, then people are willing to keep an eye on you and give you effort and give more feedback because they believe in you right away. Wow. I've felt all that like my goodness but like even like CrossFit like so were you someone who was big 
um, because obviously you read a lot and about CrossFit and training with him in this. Were you doing this like something before? Or is this something like new when you joined doing this or? Uh, when I signed up, I, I I was trying to get in better shape. I don't want to say that I've ever been like in bad shape. Uh, I've always, I think, been blessed with somewhat of a higher metabolism. And over time, obviously, I've learned how my body can change. But I was just going to a basic like 24-hour fitness center before I moved down to the Quad Cities. Uh, just trying to do cardio, different machines, just work what I thought was the, I don't know, the physique, uh, like the impressive aesthetic muscles. You want to work your chest, your arms, your abs, uh, and accentuate what looks good on you and hide what looks bad on you because we're not, you know, perfect head to toe. But when I moved down to the Quad Cities, I realized, okay, CrossFit and CrossFit classes are part of the training regimen. So what better way to prepare myself for training than just jump into the CrossFit gym a couple months ahead of time so that way by the time the training came around, I was already familiar with uh, the movements, the class setup, the workouts. I was familiarizing myself with what I knew was coming at me anyway. And obviously at that time, the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy was located inside the CrossFit gym. So... I would be stupid uh, to say that I didn't think that the coaches would notice me in classes putting in the effort ahead of time. And because I was doing that, it also shows that, okay, this guy is taking it seriously because he's not even in the classes yet. And he's, he has a fitness journey that we can see. He's already started things. So you don't ever have to do CrossFit before. You don't ever have to do CrossFit after you graduate. But while you're there learning to become a Black and Brave graduate, it's part of what's going on. Obviously, uh, Seth has the nickname CrossFit Jesus, yes. and it's because that's something that he found in excelling in professional wrestling and also excelling in the health and fitness world has led him to what he has now where he has his own programming called Dead Boys Fitness. And that would be a perfect way for someone to jump in anywhere in the country uh, into what he does on a daily basis. And you should never be intimidated by it because it's one of the most inviting families. I was part of, uh, you know, I jumped into it because I was curious. I wanted to see what the workouts looked like. I just didn't have time to do two days uh, when it came to it. But you don't have to have equipment. They will give you workouts with basic equipment, no equipment, body weights. Because really, when it comes to your health and fitness, someone like Joshy, Joshy uh, G and Colby, they have a great program going on. And they even host a day with the Dead Boys. Obviously, before the pandemic got crazy, they were going to CrossFit gyms around the country, especially around the major events like Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. And you could meet up, go to a local CrossFit gym, work out with those guys, and be a part of the Dead Boys family. So when it comes to CrossFit, I'm never going to be one of those people that says it's the only way to do stuff. But it worked for him. It's worked for me. It's also another great environment to put yourself in where it's a class atmosphere. So when you go through a workout that's really hard, you're doing it with other people. And at the end of class, you feel extremely validated uh, that 
you and others helped each other get along and go through something that was not enjoyable sometimes. Wow. Go ahead, Chris. You know, <laughs> I, I, I love that JT downplayed his physique because if you, you folks take a look at the picture right next to his, uh, his face, you know, those, uh, those abs that are shaped in those wonderful forms right there, you know, like, yeah, th- those are not impressive at all. <laughs> and, and, and in terms of, in terms of CrossFit, and I, I'm pretty sure I told JT this story, but when I was coaching college football, the, all the coaches, um, during double sessions, we would go in and we would work out. And now I'm sure you can tell by my physique I am not in JT shape. I am in round shape. And uh, we were doing CrossFit. And the key with CrossFit is they always say you can modify all exercises. But the other thing you need to remember is all football coaches pride themselves on being alpha males, right? That's kind of what we are. We don't necessarily are shaped or in shape. We're all working 20 hours a day eating like crap because we have time to like literally snack and eat crap and, uh, you know, do as we say, not as we do. And we're doing this workout and I am literally dying, but I will not quit. And I look up at the guy that's leading it and I know I'm in bad shape, but I'm like, it's almost over. I'm going to get through it. I look at him and he is white as a sheet looking at me. And it's at that point I realize I might actually be dying. And he's telling me I should probably stop. And I'm like, no, we're almost done. And he's like, no, stop right now. And I'm like, no, we're almost done. He's like, fucking stop, please. I'm like, Oh, he's like, yeah, no, seriously. Stop right now. So it was at that time I realized you have to be in some semblance of shape to do CrossFit because it almost killed me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And, and seriously modify it because yeah, it's tough workouts. So yeah. Yeah. That's my CrossFit story. Yeah, I've heard a couple of CrossFit like <laughs> friends that tried it and like I couldn't do it with my health condition. So like kudos to you guys. I'm lucky I could walk on the treadmill for a bit. <laughs> but uh good cop, bad cop to the chat. He goes he goes, Dilbert, I'm in great shape if potato is a shape. <laughs> it's, that's awesome. I love it. Uh <laughs> potato is a shape. Absolutely. I agree. Uh <laughs> But I'm trying to unpotato myself before my son's born. Unpotato myself. I am done. <laughs> I'm trying to make myself from potato to cutie. Oh, See what I did there, Tiffany? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the entire episode. So, because Chris found out that I hate being called cutie. So now every chance he gets, he just annoys me. Tiffany and learned a lesson. Never tell Chris. Anything you don't want Chris to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on here. Okay. So 
JT, let's talk a little bit about some of your nicknames and where they came from. So we have Booty King to Wet Ass Pro Wrestler to Vicious and Delicious. So let's let's talk about these names, where they came from, the meaning, everything we need to know. All right. Uh, <laughs> I I think that it's very it's not a necessity, but I think it's important to have uh, a nickname that pops, a logo that pops, gear that looks good, music is important. Everything matters when it comes to it. So when I came up with uh, the idea of slogans or what I wanted to be called, I needed it to be stuff that stuck in people's mind or the first time they read it, they had to reread it <laughs> because they go, what is that? Um, which is perfect because that's what I want you to do when uh, you see me wrestle. I want you to stop and go, why is this guy here? What is he? This is ridiculous. So it started, my first nickname I ever came up with was the filth you can't wash off. Because I wanted to make people feel disgusted by me, but not the type of disgusted where you can put some hand sanitizer on it. It's all good. I'm manipulating up here. I'm leaving marks in your brain that can never go away. So I'm like the human form of PTSD in the filthiest way. Of course, that can only last for so long. And when uh, New Japan was blowing up and they were having their matches that were six-star caliber, I thought to myself, what do I pride myself on? Uh, my posterior, my backside... I think it's pretty good. Uh, so I thought to myself, what if I was the six-star booty? And, of course, I ran with that because why wouldn't I make you look at my butt and call it six stars? There's no idea. No one has any idea of this star rating system or how you can even achieve or gain stars or lose stars. But I thought it was clever. Um, and that's one of my favorite ones that I've ever ran with. And... When it came to the moniker of the Booty King, I had a chance to uh, wrestle Jerry the King Lawler. And what better way to pronounce myself and say, I am the top of the ranks, especially when it comes to anyone with anything or character gimmick that might be related to their backside. It's not about the size, the girth, the robustness of it. It is about what you do with it and how it accentu accentuates uh, who you are. So I wanted to make sure everyone knew that I was the king of the backside, the, the head of the totem pole when it came to uh, showing off what my mom gave me. Most recently, I have dubbed myself uh, the WAPW. Not that it would have anything to do with a little song out there that got really popular really quickly or any challenges that people did on TikTok. Uh, but I just thought, you know what, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy thing to just say, if I had a W on the end, we can just say it's a wet ass professional wrestler. Um, because I mean, I am the Michael Jordan of misting. If we uh, haven't forgot about that, because when I come out, it's not. Uh, just another wrestler who is spraying himself with water. It is the way that I do it. It is the uh, the showing, the attraction of watching me mist myself up and down to gleam in the lights 
for everyone's delight. That's why when I come out, I yell at everyone. I say, I don't know what you're doing. You need to get your camera phones out and start recording. This is one of the greatest things you'll ever see. I tell people, delete the pictures of your kids and your puppies because it doesn't matter. Just create a memory that you can really enjoy for the rest of your life. And that memory is me in all of my essence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. April's in the chat and April said we rate butts. Uh, I don't know if Chris was there at Synergy that we started doing that. Were you there, Chris? When we started uh, writing? Of course oh. I was. <laughs> and you and, you and April are nothing but trouble. This is why I won't sit next to you guys. <laughs> So we did a panel on our Indie Talks episode and we said that we, uh, actually Colin West came on and he asked me to rate butts. So I said I was going to go at the next show and I was going to start rating butts. And we even, <laughs> we even rated his butt that we ran up to Colin West with the oak tag and put a 10 and then ran. <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to do that with you now. So <laughs> you don't have a number high enough. Yeah, well... It's six stars. And if it was in the Tokyo Dome, it'd be 18 stars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know the conversion of math or currency, but that sounds correct. <laughs> I mean, there... I mean, Dave Meltzer would orgasm over JT Energy's butt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And just so you know... So I don't know if you know this, if you're involved in this, but Chris has been saying that when you come here to New York, that you're he's paying you to give me a lap dance or it's already paid. No, that can't <laughs> I found out JT's girlfriend is very protective and I will not allow him to get beat up by his girlfriend. <laughs> I can't let that happen. JT is a friend and I will not let his girlfriend feel any type of way. If, if, if there's one thing that I've learned in this business of professional wrestling, it's that you have to have a work and life balance. And my work-life balance is extremely important to me. So if there's anything that I'm allowed to do, it's uh, make sure that I use what I have to make money for me and my family. There you go. Uh, but when it comes to her, she is my, uh, she is my lioness. And she uh, makes sure that I'm doing the most with my career to... Uh, Re reach the highest levels, but at the same time, also making sure that I don't end up like another one of these people on Twitter that does actually get canceled for the way that they live their life yeah. or the things that they do behind the scenes. So when it comes to it, I'm uh, she's like my tag team partner in life, and I want to keep it that way because nobody nobody is uh, likes an uncomfortable split. So I'm trying to solidify the championships over here and keep it, keep it just like my man Chris did. I love it. I love it. I definitely See, love it. Look at that stand-up guy right here. He told me I I I owned it right there. Looking out for my dude. <laughs> I love it. And okay. by the way, good cop, bad cop. I apologize for giving you that image, but just think of that Meltzer O face for the rest of your natural-born existence. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this was gonna be a fun episode, so I love it. Okay, so 
I, I do like to ask this to everybody that comes on here on, on this podcast. Like, so somebody that who has never seen you before, what is, in your opinion, what is your best match that somebody should go uh, look for to watch you? Uh, I, okay. So this is, it's, I don't, I don't want to say there's one answer because okay. we all know and are aware that pro wrestling, especially at the indie level is just like a buffet. You have your favorite types of matches, your favorite types of characters. It depends on what you are interested in or love to actually sit and watch. Everybody's got their own cup of tea. Uh, because I've been in the professional wrestling business for an okay amount of time, nothing crazy, I have a decent amount of matches that are online that you could jump into, uh, especially if you want to be entertained. And there's so many different levels of entertainment that I can give you a couple options. Um, if you go to uh, my YouTube Obviously, the one that I will suggest every time that I ask people to watch, if you have a second, uh, would be myself versus Jerry the King Lawler. It's a little longer, but it's because it's very entertaining. There's a story, and those are my favorite types of matches is when I get to tell a story, uh, regardless of how cliche that may sound. Um, I know that I can be more athletic than I show sometimes, but that's because I also have longevity in mind when it comes to my entering professional wrestling career. If you jump back farther into uh, my earlier days, Vicious and Delicious was the tag team that I was a part of. And we had some epic matches, uh, match of the year candidates with a tag team called, uh, it was Sage Kanan and Dante Leon. And we had some battles for the SCW Pro Tag Team Championships. We have a uh, ladder match, and it was at the event in Iowa City called Hawkamania. It was the very first Hawkamania, and we tore that house down. We walked in there with four kids with chips on our shoulders, and we said, we're going to start off this event so that way, every time we come back here, everyone else has to try to outdo this. So that ladder match between Vicious and Delicious and Sage Kana and Dante Leon, the first one, that is something I would always recommend for people to check out, especially if you like something that's a little bit more brutal. You have different aspects of wrestling. You have high flying. You have all kinds of craziness. Um, I also, if you have a chance on, the, on YouTube, check out myself versus Eric Rowan from Monday Night Raw. I know it's one of those quick little squash matches, but the small amount of time that I got to be in there and tell a story on WWE TV, that's one that if you have a chance to uh, check it out, that's a good one too. Also, since we're getting uh, a tad bit racy, but not too over the top, if you go to uh, my YouTube channel, I couldn't put it over more. Subscribe, like, yes, comment, please. click the bell, whatever the hell that people say online just go and follow me please 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 um but i don't want to beg so don't act like i just begged you <laughs> but myself versus do it yeah do it do it do the yeah, shameless promo do it said. <laughs> um go to my youtube it's myself versus gil rogers who uh he looks a lot like rory fox rapid delivery rory fox um and we had a kiss my booty match 
where whoever lost had to pucker up and kiss the other's posterior. <laughs> and I don't care what you're into, but at the end of the match, someone has their lips in someone else's butt, uh, maybe my butt. And it's also something that's quite spectacular. So if you go to my YouTube page, I have a lot of different stuff for you to kind of sink your teeth into. And a lot of the promotions that I wrestle for, they don't have a ton of content on IWTV uh, or high spots. And I know that's kind of like what's super hot right now. And by myself not being on those networks, I'm not doing myself, you know, a necessarily a big favor, but I'm letting people know that there is great independent professional wrestlers out there who are trying to put up lots of content, especially during this time when there's not uh, a ton of places that can get everything that they have, especially their backlog on IWTV. But I've been trying to go through my entire career and check with any of the promotions I've ever worked with, find those matches and put them up on a consistent basis for anybody and everybody who's a fan of the six star booty to have something from his earliest days of his career, his debut match to before he was a professional wrestler and seeing some of the dancing that I do. So I'm trying to put all kinds of creative stuff on my YouTube channel. I have nice, uh, playlists set there for you. So if you want to look into specifics, it's really easy. I'm trying to make sure that if you follow JT Energy, especially on YouTube, it's worth it. So those are just a couple matches I would throw out there for people to check out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> April saying in the chat, we need to we need to see this match. So definitely April's trying to live vicariously uh, through people kissing uh, JT's posterior. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. So that'd be a cool moment, even to like step foot into like WWE and have those moments. I mean, is that like one of your favorite moments or? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Anytime, the first time that I was ever even uh, afforded the opportunity to earn an extra spot or do WWE extra work, that was a dream come true. And the problem. Uh, with being a starving independent artist uh, in life is because you don't know what the mountaintop is every time that you get something that's an amazing opportunity the second it's over with you want to reach higher because you know where you can get to and you got to it before so you want to chase it and do even bigger and better things so when I was uh, a part of No Way Jose's conga line that was amazing but when I went back and I was part of King Corbin's security, that was amazing. But then when Monday Monday Night Raw rolled around and I had a chance to be uh, an actual in-ring talent and have a match short and sweet with Eric Rowan, it's one of those where now, now that you've had a taste, you want it again. And you want to get out there and you want to have a slightly longer match because you want to soak in these moments because after it's over – you try to look at yourself and go, did I soak it in? Did I appreciate it? What do I remember about it? What was my mind doing? Like, I was all over the place. And because I've had it once, of course I want it again. I absolutely want to be back in a WWE ring. Absolutely I want to be on AEW Dark. Of course I want to be on Dynamite. I want to chase all these dreams. I want to be, when the world comes back to normal, I want to be a part of the NWA roster. I want to be a part of NWA Power. Anything and everything that I can ever afford to a pro wrestling company, that's what I want. 
And I want to prove to them every time whether my role is the most minuscule small thing, I'm going to knock it out of the park. And people are going to be like, that guy's good. And we didn't have to tell him twice what to do. And I'm trying to prove that to anyone, whether it's an independent professional level company or one of the biggest companies in the world. I love it. Like you could just see your drive with it. And it's like, you know, like definitely as a fan, uh, like I appreciate it. And again, these are why I like doing these interviews too, because I get to learn more about you and, and, and see where like your brain's at. And it makes me like a bigger fan. I feel like. Thank you. So, um, Lewis is in the chat. He goes, he goes, I've been in the business for over 23 years and you have to reinvent yourself and evolve with the fans in time. So yeah. I agree with that too. So, uh, Chris, you got any like questions you want to go with this? So you talked about your time with, uh, vicious and delicious. Talk about some of, of your most fun experiences with Jossie because, just as entertaining as you are, he is as well. And you're both such over-the-top characters. Just kind of, you know, his name may not be as out there for those of us on the East Coast. Kind of share some stories with the fans. So, my, if I were to, if I were to try to tell you what me and Ja together in the ring is like, it's like if you got, um, you got Prince and you got Michael Jackson doing a concert together. It's the most insane thing that you could ever imagine when it comes to an entertainment level, because we're going to blow your socks off before the match even starts. Um, vicious and delicious. Again, it's nothing right now, but in the past, it was one of the best things going in the Midwest. I thought to myself in such a short time period with, the way that we were a tag team dynamic that we were destined to fly through the independent circuit. I, I think if we both would have put the effort into getting our tag team name out there that we both put into getting our singles names out there, we may uh, have gone a little higher, a little faster, but the dynamic of having two people that bleed entertainment value is absolutely phenomenal. And we had some really great teams to work alongside to not only elevate them, but elevate us. There is a ton of vicious and delicious matches on my YouTube. Um, and it's one of those things where I love looking back on that stuff and I love Jossie is like a brother that I never had. Yes, I cracked him in the face with a steel chair, but I did what I had to do when I needed to do it. OK, um, but I just got to see him uh, the other day. No, we didn't punch each other in the face. Yes, we told some great stories and we reflected on where we are at currently in our careers. Um, but vicious and delicious, in my opinion, may go down as the greatest tag team in SCW pro history. And that's the place where black and brave came from Tyler black and Merrick brave set a bar that we said, we can beat that. We can be better than that. And if some point in the future, the stars aligned, Jossie JT energy came back together 
especially on a higher level, I, we don't, when you look at some of the teams out there, you look forward to how they, how they put their matches together, how they work, the moves that they do. We don't need moves. We never needed moves. And that's the beauty of vicious and delicious is because we're so smart and we work so well together when we have our matches they're they're unforgettable because it takes us two seconds for you to see us and immediately think i don't care who else is walking out i need these guys to get their ass kicked and if they don't get their ass kicked i'm going to come back to till they get their ass kicked every show after this wow (laughs) chris is dying (laughs) i love it i love it oh man I like I can't wait like to we get like the normal uh you know like if we could go back to the new norm because even like one of me and my friends the other day we were talking about how there's so many places that we would love to travel for wrestling and it was funny because I always had a friend that I used to make fun of him and I'm like you're going all over the place I can't believe you spend your money and you go all over now I'm like I feel like I'm becoming that person now and now I get it so yeah. like I just want to travel and see like as many new people as I can see in new promotions. So man, bucket list now for me so I can come like see you, but I would love to see you come here to New York or like New Jersey bound. I have not come to the East coast. Um, and this is not like a shameless plug saying, Hey, East coast, but obviously I want to expand my name to the East and to the West. I feel like I have a little bit of buzz when it comes to the Midwest because of where I've worked. But Obviously, uh, we need to be smart during these times. So anyone who is booking outside talent, as long as you're taking the proper precautions to not only make sure that they are safe and you are safe and your fans are safe, obviously, I'm open to any and all opportunities. No, I'm not trying to throw my name out there and say I'm this giant talent that is going to draw 100 new fans to your show. But I do add something to a show that most places don't have. And if you do have something that is already fitting the JT energy bill, I can understand that. And it's, it's, it's smart for people to not bring in outside talent. If you don't think you need outside talent, but again, just like the guy said in the chat earlier, promotions should also figure out how to evolve, not only with characters and stories, but with talent. Um, It's not that you have to bring in someone from the West Coast to the East Coast and pay their plane uh, ticket to and there, and it's going to make your place explode. But be smart about who you're booking, why you're booking, the stories you're trying to tell. If you're going to bring someone in, bring them in with a purpose. Give them something to sink their teeth into so that way they can give back to you. Because if I'm going to travel somewhere and I have eight minutes to make a lasting impression or to make an impression with the promoter to be asked back, you, you better, you better realize I'm going to make that eight minutes, one of the best eight minutes you've ever seen, because I'm going to figure out what the rest of the show looks like and tailor my eight minutes to something that no one else is doing. So that way it's a guarantee that you're going to remember me and the efforts that I put toward into my character and into your promotion. Wow. Wow. I'm just saying, Tiff, let me just 
bounce this idea off All right, you. Let me see go. if you like this All idea. All right, let's do it. And then I'm going to follow it up with with J, with the question for JT. Okay. What about JT Energy okay. versus Sweet Cheeks Joey Oh, my Silver? God. Let's go. Let's go. I'm all now, for it. J, JT. If we were able to pitch to one of our favorite promotions in the Northeast, if, you know, like, we could get you out here, but instead of getting you, like, a hotel, I offered you, like, my guest room, and I picked you up from the from the airport, w- would you be down for that? I mean, of course that's a possibility. Uh, I think anything's a possibility right now when it comes to the circumstances that we live in this world. Um, and if I could give myself and my girlfriend a reason to check out a part of the world that we've never seen together, then, uh, Mr. Mr. Sweet cheeks. What's his last name? Silver. <laughs> Joey, Joey Silver. Silver, yeah. Joey Silver. Uh, well the problem with silver is it's not the best. Gold is the best. Oh. And I have three things that are gold. They're called championships. And I represent the Midwest at a very high caliber. I am Mr. Two Belts, One Cup. So I appreciate that you're on a level of silver, but I'm sorry. <laughs> silver does not compare to gold. The six-star booty is six stars for a reason. I don't need to call my cheeks sweet because they don't need any extra on them. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Oh. I got him to cut a promo on Joey. I love, I love it. you both. But, I, oh. but JT is now my favorite. <laughs> we love you, Joey. <laughs> the beauty of being the a best is, I wrestler. Just, I just made Tiff's day with that one. Yes, Good. I love Good. it. That's what you call softball, Tiff. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> any, any, anybody that comes on uh, a podcast with Chris or has the pleasure to sit down with Tiffany, <laughs> Please make sure that you're ready to talk and be a talker. Because if your lips can't do the work, then maybe you should stick to staying in a professional wrestling ring and let your body of work do the the brunt of the lifting. But for myself, I am perfectly capable of sitting down, whether a microphone's in my hand or a microphone is on a computer. I don't feel intimidated by anyone I do know at a high level or at a low level. So whatever the world wants to bring to me and say, hey, JT, can you do this? I'm going to look the world in the face. I'm going to give it a big middle finger and go, I don't care what you show me today. I'm going to excel at it, and I'm going to stomp this mother into the ground. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm dead. I can't. Oh, geez. Okay, Chris, so if, if this happens, right, are you going to sit with me or are you going to be, like, far in the corner afraid of me, like, at the show? So I'm. It'll obviously be after my son is born. So I'll sit with you at that point. I'll be allowed to be around people again. Uh, so yeah, no, we'll be good. And then we'll all take JT and his his lovely lady into the city. We'll have some fun. It'll be awesome. Yes. We'll have a blast. I love it. I'm all about it. Oh man, too funny. Okay, so uh, you know. We'll... I mean, I mean, after all, he's two belts, one cup. That's the greatest line ever, by the way. Uh, I like, forgot. That even, I don't know how that isn't the lead in your profile. Like that's got like that's the greatest line ever. That's uh, I had that as my name on uh, a couple things for a while, and another it was just one of those things that I thought I go, hey, there used to be this video out there that had a reference. What if I took that reference, but instead of 
two girls, it's two belts because I have two championships and one cup that I hold. So I don't know who else on the independent circuit can ever say that they're two belts, one cup, but it's something that I've been a part of for quite a while. So, Tiffany, yeah. do you get the reference? <laughs> do me a favor right oh, now God. while doing this. Can oh. you Google two girls, one cup? Oh, God, quick? no, I know. I know. I'm just like. <laughs> no, 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 real quick. Just Google it. No, right. It's not bad. I promise. <laughs> Oh God, I'm scared. <laughs> Why? Oh God, you're disgusting. Just, trust me, trust me. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing horrible will happen. Keep your sound on. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on. Okay, I'm moving on. I can't with you. <laughs> I knew what it was. I was having fun. But anyway. We're gonna move on. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna go to some of these fan Look tweets. Everybody in the chat trying to help you out. No, I know. I was doing that on purpose because I did. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that would have been fucking hilarious if you didn't actually. Yeah, but, no, uh, no, I did. I like pretending well, that I am, well, but really, all right. Out of time. I do. I I know. JT likes collecting things as much as yes. I do, and as you can see behind me, I am an absolute nerd. Um, JT, what are, what are some of your favorite items that you have collected over the years? Uh, I have, man, I have a plethora of steam, of things. Uh, I would say if I were to be happy about some of the things that I've collected over the years, it's my first uh, bone crunching action figure, the glow in the dark undertaker. That's one of the ones that I can never get rid of. Uh, someday, would I like to probably buy it again, get it MOC? Uh, absolutely, I want that baby men on card. Uh, I love that era of action figure when it comes down to it. I recently, uh, I just got the King Corbin Elite action figure, which is obviously near and dear to my heart, being a member of his uh, security squad. But things like that, those are the ones that it, the beauty of being an independent professional wrestler and also being able to interact with a lot of these people that have had storied careers, you start to be able to tie feelings and emotions to people that you're purchasing in small plastic form. Um, and obviously I think anybody who loves professional wrestling action figures, our dreams are to have our own. Uh, and with companies out there like Jazzwares and Mattel making some really cool figures now with highly detailed stuff, I think the closer that we get to achieving our dreams by having more companies out there that are giving us the opportunity, and especially even online, there's a lot of companies that you can reach out and they can customize things for you and make stuff. Um, my favorite action figure of all time that I own, there's a TNA Impact, Jeff Hardy, uh, that is just out of this world. The box is amazing. The figure is am amazing. I believe it's like a, a full gear or like a metal gear solid almost like it's this crazy action figure that is so tailored to exactly what I love. And Jeff Hardy is my favorite. He always has been. I'm not Jeff Hardy in the ring. I don't try to be Jeff Hardy in the ring, but he is one person who from the moment I saw him in high school and saw the Hardy boys and saw them flourish 
I related to them because they were so different and have them being different and dressed the way they do. It allowed me to put myself in their shoes and relate to someone because I couldn't relate to Hulk Hogan. I couldn't relate to the undertaker. I'm not that size. I'm not that look, but guys like them, they, they, they spoke to me. So I have a deep, deeper connection with uh, a figure like Jeff. So I, I have, Every week I do Figure Friday on my Instagram. I try to put up a new figure that I have and to show people my collection, whether it be Ninja Turtles or WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, Impact, uh, AEW. I have a little bit of everything because they all speak to me in different ways. Your collection, Chris, behind you is just absolutely stunning. I could sit there and sit in that room and have you tell me stories about everything, where you got it, how you got it, why it means something to you. So I really love when people bring up their hobbies, um, whether it be trading cards, comic books, Funko Pops, shoes. Everybody has their vice, and it's fun to see why people collect or you know, what, what means something to them when it comes to professional wrestling. So anybody who wants to dig deeper into my collection or the things that I love when it comes to collecting, just hit up my Instagram. I try to share stuff on there all the time to show people what I love and that collecting stuff and being a little bit of a nerd is cool it's what we love and you should never hide what you love no i i even see that on your instagram too that i was like oh how cool is this that you do this and actually chris i think uh him and logan black should hook up because even logan black has uh, a podcast and he talks about like comic books and all sorts of things and collecting so i think that they would hit it off as well um but... Logan doesn't follow me. Bla- uh, follow me back. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, well then I don't know. You know I, what, your your answer, I feel so much because my favorite that I have in my collection is one I got directly from a former guest. Uh, I have a Nikita Koloff autographed action figure that I literally messaged him after we interviewed him and i said i'm having a real tough time tracking down your action figure can you send me a lead and he goes yeah i i know a guy send me your address Uh. and he literally sent me an autographed action figure and i was just like what the fuck that's That's incredible that's cool yeah i was like it's nuts and then like, so a lot of stuff, like, I really got into micro brawlers. I don't know why. I can but, see. But, like, I, I have uh, a Chase Owens micro brawler. And he recently, and this will be released for Tiffany's audience first, he's agreed if New Japan will sign off to do our show. So, obviously, it's a big thing. New Japan has to sign off. But that will instantaneously vault up to the top of my list too, because that'll be cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Like when you know someone and, and can put and put their figure on your wall, it's so crazy. Um, and I'm waiting because when the JT energy action figure comes out, I, you're not giving it to me. I am buying it well, and you're going to sign it <laughs> as of right. As of right now, there is a one of one, JT energy action figure that my girlfriend got me for Christmas this year. Uh, she had one custom made and she hand painted a lot of the tattoos and details on it. Cool. And when she presented it to me, I sat back and I go, 
this is absolutely amazing. I could never in my wildest dreams think, holy cow, I have an action figure. And even like that, the fact that someone made that for you, I'm yeah. sure when you got that, it just blew your mind. You could not even comprehend how cool that was. That's so cool. It's my gift for being my brother's best man. That's so yeah, cool. Like stuff like that is it's the smallest thing that will make the biggest impact on you for such a long time because there's a million, uh, not a million, there's a ton of stuff in that room that you have so much um, emotions tied to. But if worse came to worse and you had to start picking and choosing what you want on display, why you want it, it's absolutely that figure would end up as one of your main pieces because it means so much to you every time you look at it. Right. It's so. It's cool. also proof that at one time I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's go into some of these fan tweets. Okay, so good cop, bad cop said he's got two questions. He goes, as the unit of energy in jewels, do you have a favorite jewelry or, or, or piece of jewelry that's like your fave? Mm, I, I saw that and I thought about it and the answer didn't come to me till right now. Um, my personal favorite piece of jewelry would be whatever whatever piece of jewelry I'm wearing in my belly button uh, because I have my belly button pierced and not many males can say that but since the age of I believe 16 I've had my belly button pierced and I think when I wear a really nice sparkly belly button ring that accentuates my outfit it looks absolutely beautiful um, and there's not many guys they can have their belly button pierced and still kick your ass. So I think that's my favorite piece of jewelry. I love it. I love it. Uh, his second question says, with energy, he loves these anagrams. He goes, of Greeny, thoughts on Mike Greenberg and who is your favorite sports host or presenter? To, I, and that's to me? Yeah. <laughs> he does. He likes to stump everybody that comes on my podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> he loves doing so this. If if I were to pick out my favorite, uh, let's say, sports commentator, sports presenter, someone who spoke a lot to me when it came to sports, um, as a kid growing up, getting ready for school in the morning, having a paper route, turning on ESPN and watching SportsCenter play five times in a row, there are specific sportscasters that I – loved watching over the years um and unfortunately a couple years ago we lost the late great Stuart scott and Stuart scott was one of those people who when it came to sports talking about sports and making you hooked on what he was calling how he was calling it Stuart scott was in a league of his own and there's a lot of analysts who were on espn for a really long time who we all kind of uh fell in love with because that's what we do depending on what we watch how we watch it um how we digest it i would say if i could go back um and just sit and watch Stuart scott call a bunch of stuff over and over uh if i could hear a booyah a couple more times i would be a very happy person <laughs> love it. i miss keith oberman and dan patrick doing the sunday night big show yeah. On on uh first sports center. 
that was always my favorite Monday morning when I would get up and watch the replay of Sports Center eating breakfast. Yeah, for sure. I'm not a big sports person. Most you're going to get out of me is wrestling and, and so the Mets. So you thought you were going to stump me. You'll never get me on sports. Good cop, bad cop. It's my wheelhouse. Uh-oh. Let's go. Okay. So our next fan tweet's from April. She wants to know, she goes, why do you have star tattoos over your nipples? Because not many people do. I thought to myself, hey, what better way to stand out in this world? And sometimes when you're trying to find yourself as you grow up, you think, you know what? Certain things just speak to me. And tattoos, they don't uh, go away. Sure, there's laser operations that can make them go away. But unless it's an extremely bad choice, just keep it. It's your story. You're writing it. And my story is on my body. And I thought to myself, I do love stars. And what would be a focal point? I already have a tattoo around my belly button. I have a tattoo on my lower back. And why not have tattoos around my nipples? And at the time, I even had them pierced. And I was just accentuating my body with uh, what I wanted to do to it and how I could express myself, whether it be with piercings and tattoos. And I think if you were to have someone like myself on WWE or AEW, no matter what, people would watch me. And just like what you said, they would go, does that guy have stars around his nipples? And they would say that over and over and over. And regardless of whether you wanted to remember it or not, it's kind of hard to forget. So when you think about what tattoo do I want to get, where do I want to put it? It's one of those things that it might be a blessing in disguise in the long run when it comes down to it. And you know what? It's really funny that when you're such such a good bad guy that when the fans start chanting star nipples at you, it's really easy to get pissed off and scream back at all of them. So it also helps a little bit in the professional wrestling world to have some heat magnets on your chest. Wow. I love that. Oh, wow. And I love the confidence that, that you have with all of that. Cause you know, like you said, you can sit there and, and, and I mean, I have tattoos, Chris, do you have tattoos? I have 30. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I like how one, two, three, four, five. Like, damn, I need some catching up to do. Like, <laughs> I, I'm covered. I just damn. hide them well. Damn. damn, that's what I do. I have them like that. That they're covered, and then when they're meant to come out, they come out. But I love the fact have, that Tiff, have you not noticed that I have a sleeve on my on my right arm? And... I guess I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I am not as much of a cutie as you oh, are. Oh, I hate you. Well, you're sitting usually in a hoodie and I'm laughing at your expressions on your face, even with it covered at the shows. Like I'm, I'm just upset that no one picked up on my tiny and Ticonderoga pencil company joke. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. Okay, I'm moving on. Okay, so here's my infamous question. I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What's the craziest done, uh, craziest thing a fan's done to get your attention? Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna put her over. She doesn't deserve to be put over. <laughs> but when it comes to the Midwest, especially in the Iowa independent scene, 
there is a super fan and she if she loves you she lets it be known that she loves you she goes above and beyond she is a uh she will take pictures she will make christmas cards she will make you a cardboard uh paper championship belt custom for yourself um you know what? If anybody from Iowa knows who I'm talking about, I don't need to put her name over because she's our super fan and she's her own little thing. Uh, but she made me a JT Energy filthy championship belt and it's crazy and it's ridiculous. But I still think it was one of the coolest things that a fan has gone out of their way to do for me. I've had other fans uh, who have you know, done small things here and there, uh, just looking out for you as a person. Uh, it's nice when people buy your merch or retweet your stuff, but when people start making you like custom stuff, uh, things that you never even asked for, but they're trying to help benefit you and your career. Like those are the people that do something that's, uh, it's really nice. And some fans sometimes cross a level that we all have to like put a hand up and say, yeah, don't do that. Um, but a lot of wrestlers appreciate that stuff probably more than we tell the fans, uh, just cause we're trying to keep things fairly separate cause we don't want to blur that line too much. Otherwise the mystique goes away. So I appreciate fans that do that stuff. Nobody has, I have wrestled in places where like I've had people throw like, you know, cups of Mountain Dew on me or do oh, stuff wow. that isn't nice. Uh, and of course they get my attention, but it's been very few and far between. I've never had, I haven't had too many people cross any lines that were extremely uncomfortable. Uh, but I don't know, luckily in, in those instances, I've had some well-mannered fans when I know some other fans might not be so well-mannered. And of course I'll play along a little bit, but I want to make things as respectful for myself and the person I'm with as well. I like that. I like that. I like the story. I feel like I could be a super fan too. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'll... I mean, I mean, I don't understand muff cabbage, but I think that alone <laughs> makes me a super fan. So we messed with a wrestler, one of our favorites, uh, Charles Mason. And April's in the chat, and we went to a synergy show, and he's a heel. And we started yelling at him because that's what we do with him. But, you know, especially me, like, I, I love I love Charles Mason. He's one of my favorites. Uh, and he came by us and he started, like, cursing us out. And April got into the heat of the moment and she said Muff Cabbage from South Park. And we just ran with it. So now every time we go, we, we make signs that say Muff Cabbage. I actually drew a picture of a cabbage. I actually made shirts for us to wear at the shows. Good. <laughs> But I feel like these are the things that you guys like appreciate, like you said, like, and it draws attention to the wrestler. And I feel like even even if we're doing, you know, even though he's like one of my favorite wrestlers, and even though he's a heel, like, I don't care. Like, I'm still going to go mess with it that he's a heel. So why not? That was part of the time when I didn't think I liked Tiffany. <laughs> I just didn't understand. I was like, what the hell is Muff Cabbage? <laughs> It makes no sense. His <laughs> hair doesn't look like muff cabbage. What are you talking about? 
And then I just realized you can't understand anything that Tiffany does. It doesn't make sense. But people send her weird, crazy shit to her inbox and ask them to pee on her or her to pee on them. And it's just weird. So the joy of like podcasting and content creating, it's like, I think me, especially being a female, I can kind of understand like you as like a wrestler of what you guys actually go through and doing all these episodes of under the ropes that I ask these questions. Like we've had some bizarre answers. Pizza has been thrown at a referee, like an entire pie yeah. was thrown into the ring. Uh, Joey Silver told the story that somebody gave a kid to him and he like raised the kid in the air. <laughs> like like I like a Lion King kind of thing. So I always like asking those stories because you never know. Like there's always I, like a funny one. I would say so the match that I referenced earlier when myself and Gil Rogers we had that kiss my booty match. So after that match happened, I have never in my professional wrestling career received more weird DMs asking where or how soon people could see that match and again to each their own on what you are excited about or uh get your jollies off but when people thought that they would see another man uh enjoying another man's uh posterior in the positions that we had put pictures online i had a lot of people asking really quickly where do I get my hands on that? And of course, you can go to IWTV. You can search 3XW and you can watch the Kiss My Booty match live if you have that subscription. If not, you can pop over to my YouTube channel and you can watch the match there. Uh, either way, the world uh, can enjoy that and they can do whatever they'd like to do in the comfort of their own home. Just be safe, be secure, and uh, wear a mask. Yes. Definitely. And keep yeah. your pants on. <laughs> Please. Or don't, because it's in your own home. <laughs> but remember, there's a camera on your computer, and people are probably watching you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, wow. Anyway. <laughs> so, I mean. A big shout out to Ray. I see Ray's in the chat. I miss Ray. <laughs> I hope he's doing well. Oh, man. Uh, Chris, do you have any more questions? Because I have like one final one. So uh, listen, I could talk to JT for hours. So I, I know you have like time limits and stuff. So, you know, uh, I'll let you go to your last question. <laughs> okay. So I like asking this question. I was like ending it on um, a good note. Um, so to like all inspiring and amateur wrestlers out there, what's a piece of advice that you would give them? most it, ask yourself ask yourself what you want from professional wrestling define that goal before you start jumping into things without having a reason behind why you're jumping into them if you want to work for someone at a high level like WWE AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Ring of Honor uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that I'm missing. There are top-notch promotions in this world. And some of us, that's where we aspire to. We want to end up there because we want to be paid for our craft and we want to provide for our families. And we want to give back to professional wrestling before we retire. 
if you want to be an independent pro- professional wrestler and you don't want to aspire higher than that, then tell yourself that. And if something ever comes your way that's bigger than that, then appreciate it because people are noticing that you're good at your craft and they're trying to tell you you're better than where you are keeping yourself at. If you just want to train uh, to become a professional wrestler just to see if you could do it, but you don't know if you want to do it, do that. If you want to be a referee, do that. If you want to be a ring announcer, do that. If you want to be someone who does podcasts and you just talk about professional wrestling and have professional wrestlers on your podcast, just do that. But most of all, whatever you tackle, think about it the way that I was told to think about it when I was in elementary school. I wouldn't shut up about being a professional wrestler. And my family tried to, they like tried to scare me essentially uh, out of being a professional wrestler because there's this little kid that won't shut up about this one thing that's ridiculous. And they said, if you're going to be a professional wrestler, like, let's talk about it. What does that entail? You should probably be smart with your finances because you're going to have to travel and you're going to have to train and you're going to have to buy food and you're going to have to have a gym membership. So you need to be smart with your money. You should have an education. So that way, when you're tackling something like this, realize you're tackling a business. WWE is worth over a billion dollars and a billion dollar company can do what they want with who they want when it comes to making sure that they stay a billion dollar company. So you need to be an asset to whoever you are working for. If that means the way that you look, the way that you dress, the way that you speak, the way that you go and pick someone up from the airport, the way that you post on social media, those are all extremely important things. Again, it's really different if you're on an independent level versus whether you work for a major build, a major million-dollar corporation. But do not be afraid to ask the people that are in charge of those things what is expected of you. And once you hear it once, don't have to ask again. Also, see what other people are not doing and do those things. Excel at those things because hard work does not go unnoticed. Do not be afraid to ask for things in a professional manner because it there's never a right time to shoot your shot and you don't let something be a what if. If you want to send someone a DM, DM them. Be respectful about it. The worst that you get is no answer. But shoot them an email. Do whatever you can and do it in the most professional way because maybe – When someone's going live on Instagram, you ask them a question and they get back to you and you have one more piece to the puzzle when it comes to getting your fulfillment out of pro wrestling, because don't get it twisted. Everyone's version of fulfillment is different. Don't live by someone else's rules when it's your journey. So get to the expectations that you want to achieve. Don't chase someone else's dream or compare yourself to others. The followers don't matter. It matters who will put their name behind you. If I can look at someone and say, Seth Rollins approves of JT Energy, I know he will approve of me. If I say Trevor Murdoch will approve of JT Energy, I know he will approve of me. And those guys are willing to put their name on me for the things that I'm good at and the things that I can do and the assets that I bring to the companies that I work for. So when it comes to professional wrestling, don't think – in the little bitty bubble that we're all presented with. 
everything matters from the stuff you wear to the way that you walk in to the way that you park, park outside, stay in the lines. Don't be a bad driver. Okay. So please just think of things on a grander scheme, a grander level. If you want to make professional wrestling your career for the rest of your life, then treat it like professional wrestling is your college. Make sure that you walk away from professional wrestling with a doctorate. Make sure that you are the person that is invited to other places to have people ask for seminars when it's all said and done. Put in what you want back, and I promise that you will be so filled and your heart will be filled with joy when it comes to the end of the journey and you look around and you know that you got what you wanted out of what you dreamed about. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> that was so, wow. Again, like, I love doing these interviews and I love talking to people. And it's like, I just feel so touched. Kilroy's in the chat. He says, focus goals, goals lead to focus results. Great advice. Like, again, like, this is a piece of advice that I think out of all the episodes that I've done on the No Holds Bar Network for the Under the Rope series has probably been one of the best pieces of advice that I've heard. So thank you. I, I can't even thank you enough on that. No problem. So, oof, Chris, you're sitting there. You're taking it all in because I took it all in. I, I think Tiffany's going to listen to me when I suggest <laughs> for now on. Chris actually knows what he's talking about. No, it's great. It's like, I mean, I talked about off air that I was like, I like being a humble person and that's what I am. And just alone sitting here chatting with you. And of course, like I trust Chris, you know, so I'm, yeah, I'm right. very, okay. You I hate you. Chris I hate you. Is not trustworthy <laughs> ever. When it comes to this, I actually will tell you good people. Yeah. And uh, this is why like, you know, podcasts work with other podcasts too. And, you know, just, just building oh, and just uh, you. I don't okay. Just anybody else. me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I am only taking Chris on the Nose Bar Network. You guys can't have him. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so no, I, I just, I love it. And like, I'm so excited. I hope that me and Chris get to see you here in New York or New Jersey somewhere in the East Coast eventually that you'll come here and uh, we get to witness that. I mean, now I'm like all on board with this whole Joey Sweet Cheeks silver. <laughs> I'm hoping for it. So I'm going to clip it, obviously, after this podcast. So um, hey, uh, if I mean, sure, he might hear what I said. He might be a little, uh, you know, he might get his panties in a little twist, but Worst case scenario, you have two guys who think that they have great butts, and what better team than two butts, one team? That could be that could be the next thing that takes over the East Coast. So, Mister uh, Mister Sweet Cheeks, in any way, shape, or form, feel free to contact me. Whether you want to punch me in the face <laughs> or you rise to the top of the world and we take the world by storm with our two pairs of nice butts. <laughs> My goodness! What did uh, Chris... I don't know. I think I'd rather see him spit skittles at you. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god! Yeah. So like, Joey Silver is part of the Nerd World Order <laughs> with Kip Stevens. So it would be interesting. Six, six stars booty against the Nerd World Order just sounds amazing. Yeah, I need this book. Uh, Chris, let's go harass uh, Colin West after this 
podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it. Um, but yeah, so actually, we're gonna end it off on that because this has been such an amazing interview. Uh, Chris, tell everybody where they can find you and your podcasts and uh, all that fun stuff. You can you can follow the DDT archives at DDT archives on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, Chris, at capo underscore ddt on twitter you can support us by uh visiting our shirt store at what a maneuver uh ddt archives on the drop down menu you can find us where all uh podcasts are found on um itunes google uh podcasts anchor um if you follow us on any of the social media platforms we plug all our shows we release new episodes monday wednesday and friday we have a major guest coming up this week that we are not announcing till it drops it is absolutely huge um yeah take a look it's gonna be fun excited for that love uh love hearing you guys over there you and greg you guys are amazing thank you JT, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, I'm located just across the border in Illinois, uh, but you're probably referring to where you <laughs> find me online. Um, sorry, I'm a smartass. But yes, I'm online in all the normal places that everybody follows. Um, it's DJ, just like the club, a DJ in the club. DJ, click like you do with your mouse or with your fingers, whatever you choose. Uh, the letter N, capitalized, preferably. Uh, and then the word play, like little children do outside. So DJ Click and Play is who I am and what I am when it comes to social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Obviously, if you hashtag JT Energy, DJ Click and Play will also come up. Uh, if you want to be best friends with me, you can try to be my friend on Facebook. But if you look like an idiot or a weirdo, I'm going to delete your friend request. Uh, but some people can pop into that world of mine. Obviously, I'm a little bit more personal there, and those are for specific people. So Instagram and Twitter is your best bet. If you would like to go over to my YouTube and subscribe, man, that would be awesome. I love trying to promote something uh, highly. I like to put stuff out there on YouTube. Whether it's old stuff or new stuff, it's what I'm trying to promote the most, especially during these times because content is king. Um, but otherwise, if you aren't a big YouTube fan and you don't want to sit and watch hours and hours of video or me in a Kiss My Booty match, you can go ahead and follow Instagram or Twitter. Those are the areas that I'm very interactive. If you interact with me, I will interact with you, I promise. If you want to support me, I post stuff online all the time that I'm selling to try to just pay bills um, and get my next product out when it comes to the things that I'm selling. I try to be different, whether it's stickers, keychains, magnets, t-shirts. I also have some slam buddies coming, JT Energy slam buddies, cool. and there is a very limited number. So if you think think that you want to sleep with the six-star booty because it's never going to happen in person and you want a little doll that you can have at home, guess what? I'm going to have them, and you can have one if you let me know ahead of time. <laughs> Obviously, they're not going to be the cheapest thing in the world, but they're going to be one of the coolest things in the world. Okay. So DJ Click and Play is where I am everywhere. Support me. Uh, pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> 
<laughs> Obviously, uh, I get a little bit of kickback every time you buy a fun shirt of mine. Um, I have a pink shirt, a purple shirt, a gray shirt, and a black shirt. So you can go ahead and spice up your wardrobe a little bit. They have obviously different options over there, whether it's a ladies' cut shirt, normal shirt, tank top, long sleeve, or hoodie. You can get my face in some way, shape, or form on your body. You can support JT Energy if you like me, or if you don't like me, I don't know. You can support the next person. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you to give me your money. Um, but if you want to support me, that's why I talk the way I do, and I try to be as professional as I am to prove to people that I'm not some joke who is taking away from other people's time. So, JT Energy, DJ Click and Play, Travis Horn. That's who I am, and that's what I'm here to promote. I love it, guys. All those links are in the description below. I drop them in the, the chats as well, so go give loves with the YouTubes and all the, you know, socials for both these guys. Guys are great. Um... So, yeah, I guess we're going to end on that note. Go support independent wrestling. Stay safe. Like, share, subscribe to the whole Bar Network as well. You guys have a wonderful Sunday. Enjoy Royal Rumble or independent wrestling, whatever it is that you're into. And, we'll and end it on JT is going to have uh, April and Tiffany buying the JT <laughs> Energy Buddies so they can reenact the Kiss My Booty match. There you go. See, it's very lonely in the bed over there. So it's <laughs> Guys, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. <laughs>